is Andre here from The Mental Elf, and I'm here with Dean Rogers, the Dean of Manchester. And we are in Manchester Cathedral for this event today. Dean Rogers, tell us, first of all, why we're here. Well, we're here today to, uh, to, to mark uh, that BPD sort of awareness month uh, in the cathedral. Um, it is the Three Cities Conference, which I've been planning with Marsha and, and their colleagues for quite some months now. So I'm really pleased that we've, we've had one online event already. So this is the follow-up, the in-person gathering. Uh, so I'm really pleased that we got to the stage where, where in, a, in, a way, in, in a sense, Marsha, the, the kind of commitment that she has and the passion that she has for the cause and the issues around mental health is eventually coming to fruition in a great public gathering, great public conference. So, so this is the day that we've been waiting for for a while. As you say, we're bringing together this month of events that have happened in May 2022. Um, and I think just let's talk broad picture about this. What is life like for young people living in the UK with a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder and with everything else that's going on with youth mental health, with cost of living, with everything else? Can you give us a sense of your experience of that, young people living here in Manchester, what the challenges are for them? Well, firstly, uh, let me say that about probably about two months ago, I was asked to convene and chair a, not convene, but to chair a, a, a session with young people from a variety of schools and colleges uh, for the visit by Keir Starmer, the Labour leader. Uh, he, was, he was here in Manchester for, for an iftar his very first iftar, and uh, I was I was not entirely surprised, but I was um, um, sort of intrigued and to to hear from the young people what their priorities were, in terms of what they would like to see government, uh, the the opposition do, and they they listed. I mean, we had about twenty five young people in the room. Virtually all of them stated that mental health issues were their top priority. And that I say I think has given me a huge insight into the kind of the kind of issues that young people are struggling with, and these are college age students, sort of you know seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, uh, some on the cusp of getting into university uh, later this year. So so clearly, um, young people are struggling. Uh, young people have been hugely affected. By the by, the impact of um, Brexit, by the impact of the lockdown, um, and now made it even worse by the rise in the cost of living uh, um, sort of issue. Um, so there's struggles all around for young people. There's also uh, the the whole environmental crisis. Young people are saying it's our world. Uh, we are the generation uh, who are going to have to face into all of these issues. And, uh, and I think they're all taking a huge toll, emotionally, mentally, and dare I add, spiritually as well. So what do we need to do? Yeah, there's basic stuff there like money and housing and food, but there's also things like purpose and beliefs and a sense of mattering. What would you say as a society we need to be prioritising for young people? I really do think we ought to be prioritising uh, their mental well-being, because you know if you're not if you're not well in your mind, in your thoughts, in your heart, um, the rest of life is going to be meaningless. Is going to be troubled. 
Um, and uh, so, so we need to prioritize our well-being. I would, I would say body, mind, and spirit. From a theological, spiritual point of view, uh, I believe in a holistic approach to life, a holistic approach to theology. So as a churchman, as a, as a preacher, as a theologian, uh, I would be uh, sort of advocating for body, mind, spirit approach. And within that approach, of course, is mind. Um, and and the reason I, I, I take that approach, firstly, it's a very, it's a very historic, uh, traditional approach of theologians to speak in a holistic kind of way. But, but, but more importantly, I think we are beginning to say more and more that all things are connected. Your mind, your heart, your emotions are not disconnected from your body, from your physical well-being. And I would add, it's not disconnected from your spiritual well-being. It's all connected. Um, so, so, so in terms of young people, their holistic needs are huge. Uh, they are going to be the, the flag bearers for this coming generation and this generation. Um, so we need to prioritize well-being in its fullest sense. And emotional, mental well-being is an intrinsic part of that, that wellness agenda. And do you think spirituality is something that young people themselves feel is important for their mental health? And do you think, how is that different across the world? I'm interested in your perception of where we are now in this country in terms of prioritising spirituality. You know, I mean, there's... there's, there's um there's a big, big, there's a variety of opinions on spirituality, as you would imagine. Uh, there will there will be those who say that I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. There will be those who talk about uh, I I'm a believer in God, uh, or in Jesus in the Christian sense, or in Allah if you're a Muslim, and so on. Uh, but I don't really practice my religion by going to a place of prayer or worship. So there are all these vari- various opinions. I would say that 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 uh, the spiritual well-being of young people and people generally is absolutely crucial you may not necessarily believe in god but but your spiritual understanding your spiritual perspective on the world on creation on life uh, is what will ultimately give you guidance it'll give you some some kind of star to follow in terms of 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 understanding who you are and your place in the world and where you're headed um and, and, and all of that's very, very important. From, from my perspective, of course, as a Christian priest, uh, I would be encouraging people along a certain path, but at the same time being open to the fact that not everybody will want to believe in God or spirituality in the way that I would. And so I'm quite, quite happy to, to have that, that broader view and broader perspective. But however, to answer your question, spirituality, our understanding of the universe of our place in the universe um, and, uh, you know, what we're all about and what we are all about. Uh, who am I? Where am I going? And how am I going to get there? Are very important spiritual questions, again, which is connected to our mental well-being, our emotional well-being, and so on and so forth. I guess one of the other parallels is the kind of fellowship idea that you have in organised religion and the peer support idea that you have in services. A lot of young people with a diagnosis of personality disorders are excluded from 
conventional mental health services and the support they tend to get is often in the community from each other, peer support groups. I wondered what you thought about how well we're delivering that and how religious organisations can get involved in that kind of work. Well, let me give an example from when I was a parish priest in, in Disbury in South Manchester uh, some years ago before I came to the cathedral. I was always intrigued by the fact that if my, services on a, my service on a Sunday morning was, was slightly longer, people kind of moaned at me afterwards. So we generally kept our service to about one hour, ten minutes on a Sunday morning. However, those many people who would then gather in the hall for tea and coffee afterwards were quite happy to stay for two, three hours, just being with their friends, having, having their tea, coffee, their biscuits, and, uh, and, and just natter away with one another. And I eventually cottoned on to the fact that it was not they, they came to church on a Sunday not just to worship God, they came to meet their friends. But many of them lived alone, older folk, uh, living alone, as single people, widows, uh, divorcees, and so on, and they were isolated during the week. Uh, they didn't often see sort of people in the community. Church on a Sunday was crucial to their well-being, and 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 when I when I when I sort of when the penny dropped for me as a parish priest, I suddenly just eased up and relaxed and said, you know what? Uh, it's great that people can come and meet their friends in church on a Sunday, but church uh, on a Sunday. And, and on other occasions in the week if we had something special on, was both a spiritual as well as a social experience for people. And I think that's all caught up with our well-being, isn't it? If you don't see your friends, you feel isolated, you're going to struggle. You're going to suffer with your own thoughts. You're not, a, not able to share. We, we often say a problem shared is a problem halved. Uh, people share their, their challenges, uh, their struggles in the week. Issues about family, children, friends, money, uh, relationships—the whole, the whole gamut—and uh, that makes all the difference to people's well-being. Final question: A lot of the projects presenting here today are creative arts projects, music, poetry, creative arts. What, what do you think about that and the importance of that in young people's lives as part of the solution to this? Well, absolutely important, crucial, I would say. Uh, we are creative beings, and um, much of our sort of emotional, mental kind of issues uh, does, does tend to, uh, to, to, to focus or struggle with, with, with sameness, with monotony. Uh, we need variety in life. We say there's a lovely English expression, variety is a spice of life. Um, so the creative arts enable us to enable our minds to, uh, to, to embrace a whole raft of uh, things that energize us, that, um, that, that, that excite us, that get us to think, get us to do stuff with our hands, with our ears, with us, you know, engage all the senses, really. And so I'm a great believer in music, art, poetry, reading, uh, walking, uh, exercising, the whole, the whole lot. Um, we are creative beings. We are made... Uh, I believe by we are, we, are, we are made by a creator God, and and God as creator makes us into uh, creative beings in our in our in our own sort of journey through this life, and and I think it's wonderful that that the artists and the performers can do their business, and and ex and, and exhibit and and exercise their gifts in their creativity, and they share that with us, and and we're able to engage wherever we feel energized 
wherever we feel we can find a, a bit of healing, a bit of therapy, a bit of listening, a bit of engaging. That's what the arts do, and I think we can have a fabulous day today. Thank you so much for hosting us here in the cathedral. It's such a beautiful venue. I hope you enjoy the day and learn a lot too. Thanks very much. I'm looking forward to the day very much. Thank you.